In a world where professional wrestling, movies, and pro wrestling movies dominate the landscape of popular culture, three friends lost in a pit of despair saw hope in their ability to banter, bicker, and giggle with one another for hours on end while sitting on their couch, forged in fire and bonded by bad jokes, silly puns, and sarcastic quips, young Michael Pava, John Casey, and the one they call Lumberjake, united together into a theater of three, ready to showcase their talents on the grandest stage of them all, the podcasting stage. Through their trials and tribulations, the boys have seen it all. From body slams and peacocks, to Leslie Uggams and Tiny Lister's Giant Lister, to spoken words and segues about segues, Mike, Lumby, and JC have been there to work the gimmick, brother. Whether it's Mr. Hunk, non-union equivalent Willem Dafoe, or King himself, drink! This ragtag trio has been with you through it all and will continue to offer their unsolicited opinion to those who accidentally download their podcast. Sorry about that. Anyway, where was I? Oh yes, this is Three-Way Theater. Three-way theater. Uh-huh. Welcome to the three-way theater. Yeah. Ha. You know. You know. Hey, y'all ready? Let's go. We all about wrestling, but don't call us fanatics. Uh-huh. We talk about wrestling movies, review the classics. Uh-huh. From ready to rumble, body slamming, Russell Madness. You can tell us our passion. Now we into podcasting, screaming Northeast Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Mr. Peacock, go ahead, represent. Yeah. Three-way theater, three the hard way. From your boy Mike, JC, and Lumberjay. Yeah. Welcome to the three-way theater. You know. Hi. Welcome to the three-way theater. Three-way. Welcome to the three-way theater. Three-way. Welcome to the three-way theater. Test. Put a put the bowl down and pick up his mic fast enough. Nope. Where the day goes, only time. Hey guys, I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjake. <laughs> oh, I'm Chase. And I'm this- JC. <laughs> Let me get my full name out. Nope. And you- this is. Three way theater. Three way yeah, theater. That's what we did. Uh, you know, um, uh, we review pro wrestling. Movies. <laughs> pro wrestling movies. You can, can you stop no, drinking you, well, while we're recording a podcast. Try to be professional, first of all. You couldn't get your name out. Lava J couldn't even get our fucking tagline out. I said it. First off, Michael. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, you yes, went ahead sir. and started the podcast before we were even ready. Yeah, uh, we, we were was, we, uh, First of all, we did a test. Uh-huh. We, were, we did our Craig Leather, Yellow Leather. No, we did, did not. We did Craig Leather, Yellow and, Leather. And, and, and I did. We didn't get to hawk into the microphone. Yeah, we didn't okay. get a chance to. We didn't get to do see, any of see, our normal see, bits. I tried to cut you off at the past You there. You cut us off halfway at our singing the entire <laughs> only time by Enya's yeah. that we do. 
Listen, I was just trying to drink my delicious Poland Spring 100% natural spring water. Um, uh, they are not a sponsor. Well, so, I mean, I'm I mean, not saying that they're a sponsor now. It's just, yes. you know, just some regular tap water. Maybe they could become drinking. sponsors. I wish. I'm now I'm drinking. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> well, listen, just wanted to talk about, if you're interested instead of water, some delicious beverages from the soda variety. Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, official sponsor of Through a Theater. We cannot. You can't say that's that. an official sponsor. A mountain holla. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. All right. We got the sponsor down. So we're back. It's uh, we've been off for a few weeks. Yeah. What, um, what episode is this? So okay. Uh, so I messed up. Forty-five. That's also not true. Mikey looked at me like it was true. He's like, <laughs> Mikey believed you really already. Ooh. She said, "JC messed up." Let's get back to that. Yeah. So I did mess up. In our last episode, I was telling you how this was going to be episode twenty-nine. I'm pretty sure it's actually episode twenty-eight. Oh. Um, so we still have one more two thirty. Okay. Oh, so we were gonna do Beyond the Mat for our thirtieth episode. Well, we still are. we still we can. are, but yeah. we, now we gotta we gotta kind of squeeze something else in there. Before <laughs> we gotta we do squeeze it. something else in there. Neat. I'll find something. Oh, okay. I mean, I have a list of things that we can do. Yes. But um, let's talk about what we just did. All right. Well, <laughs> we uh, watched the Laura Branigan Ruth Gordon joint. I mean, I really would put Ruth Gordon first. She was top billing. Yes, yeah, she did get the title. Um, but we we watched Muggsy's Girls or Delta, Delta Pi. Yeah. yeah, alternative title. So was that like a risque double entendre? Yes, because it's about sororities. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Absolutely. Pie. Yeah. So we like. JC said that this was like a um, Animal House. Well, yeah. So it was it was kind of uh, marketed and branded as a female version of Animal House. But it really um, came off feeling like a female version of Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, have you guys have you guys watched Animal House? Yeah, I've seen Animal House. Okay, but, like it's been a while. I mean, I don't feel like this movie was anything like Animal House whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it definitely has that Revenge of the Nerds like '80s like feel, like Porky's. Yeah, Maybe a little bit of Porky's action. Um, Porky's. Zapped. A fun movie. Zapped. Zapped. Okay. You know, like it's one of those like you know, oh, we're, but here's the thing: in 2018, especially, this has a real feminist bent to it. Yeah, I would agree. This with is that. a woman's movie. This is a movie about women starring women. Yep. The men are the supporting characters of this movie, and everything that the women do, it's their own choice. They didn't get roped into okay. doing mud wrestling. First of all. Some things were their choice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm just saying overall for some of the 80s movies that is out there, especially when we keep on talking about Revenge of the Nerds, that movie involves one of the women getting raped by the okay. lead character. So even though there was a one point in this movie where a guy was groping a girl, yeah. full-on breast grabbing. Well, the women were doing just as much back. groping. True, but she fought Did back. Did she throw him to the ground? And Yeah, she threw him down. And, and put him in a sauna? Yeah. As a torch. Oh, like those. Yeah, it was like one of the. It was like a steam box. Steam sort of bath, yeah, yeah, type thing where your head is exposed. Yeah. The rest of your body is kind of encapsulated in this cocoon. And also in a very Revenge of the Nerds type thing where the girl had sex with someone on the idea that it was someone else. Um, one of the young guys had sex with the 88 year old Ruth Gordon. Right. Well, that's what. And that's what I mean. And like the women, even in those situations, like Mikey mentioned, they're pretty much in control of this movie. Yeah. They form their own narrative and they kind of. You know, even when the men try to do their own shenanigans, the women kind of take over. They always get their comeuppance. So, like, I feel like, the, like for for 1984, it was filmed in 84, came out in 85. This is a pretty progressive movie for women. Now, um, something that uh, went back in 
1985 was Ruth Gordon went into the ground in 1985. <laughs> she, she sure did. Uh, it should she, point out that... She, wait, she died right after this movie? Well, she died a year before. So the movie was oh. filmed in 84. She died in 85. She was wow. born in 1896. Jesus 1896. Christ. Her first film was in 1915. <laughs> Is that amazing? Like, wow. Like, and like she's an Oscar winner. She won Best Supporting Actress for uh, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. Up. She was in Harold and Maude. Like she was in Is she Maude. Um, I want to say yes, but Who I feel knows? like uh, yeah. I mean, uh, our listeners never give us feedback, so they'll never give us ne- negative feedback That's about true. that. Yeah. Um, but she. Um, I got it right here. Uh, she was Maude. Yes. Oh, so right. Harold and Maude, nineteen uh, seventy-one. Yeah, and I believe it was. Uh, what was it? 69 was uh, Rosemary's Baby, yep. I want to say. And uh, she... Yeah, 68 was for Rosemary's Baby. Okay. And she took off... Um, I think it was right around... There was a big gap between her movies, so she did, like... Um, 1971 was Harold and Maude. Then she did another one in 1978 called Every Which Way But, but Loose. Loose. Which uh, was previously mentioned during Paradise Alley. As being one of the main reasons there are animal cruelty laws. <laughs> that was the movie which a, a orangutan right. was beaten with a stick until it died. So, pretty much after that, she wasn't doing much. Um, what's interesting here, she's got a couple more movies that are on her list after she apparently died. Um, That's interesting. So she must have had, had some in the can. That they were. She's in the can, all right. <laughs> well, let's, let's, she got it in the can in well, this movie. Let's well, jump into this. Before we jump in, okay. I also want to talk about Laura Branigan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gloria! Gloria! <laughs> fucking yeah. Laura Branigan rocks. I don't care what anybody fucking says. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, who's talking bad about Laura Branigan? Yeah, I, I want you, names. I, yeah, exactly. And we will go and we will beat you and find you yeah. and beat you again. We will fuck your shit up. Because yeah, she's our lady and I'm her man. Man. <laughs> Laura Brennigan is great, and yeah, uh, Gloria, how, how big of a hit was that? Fucking Gloria, The Power of Love. Monster hits. Not Huey Lewis and the News, Power no. of Love. No. You know? But like, her Power of Love is one of the most covered songs I've yes. ever heard. Like, it's one of the all times. We're covering it right now. Yeah, look at us. Yeah. I'm your lady, ooh, ooh. and you are my man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I said Ruth Gordon and Laura Brennigan are the two biggest stars yep. of this movie. Yeah. I would say there are no other stars of this movie besides, nope. uh, that oh, uh, uh, cameo appearance by Alan Fine. I mean, agree to disagree, <laughs> agree to disagree, JC. We had, uh, Eddie Deason, who played Eugene in Greece. Oh, that's right. Okay. And Eugene in Greece 2. <laughs> of course, your favorite movie. Love Greece 2. Um, yeah, okay, so I guess there were a few more than, than I realized. I take Just it back. Just one more, really. <laughs> D's and nuts. I got yeah, it. Any D's and nuts. Um, so if you would like to watch this movie... Go right ahead because it's free on YouTube. For free. Uh, yeah, just go. I mean, you, you know. Search by Delta Pi uh, or by Muggsy's Girls. It's right up first. I don't believe Laura Branigan no. or uh, Ruth Gordon will be looking on YouTube anytime nope, They soon. will not be stopping this. Well, we can't necessarily tell you to go on there. and, and fi- but you No, I'm it. telling you to go find on there. Yourself. Go find it. Find it yourself. Listen, Watch it. If it was there. going to be taken down, it would have already been taken down. No one is stopping you from seeing Muggsy's Girls. I had a couple of reviews. So after our last episode, Atomic Blue, we had a couple people reach out to me privately wanting a link to Atomic Blue because they were desperate to see the movie because we purposefully did not tell you. Mm-hmm. That was a little more iffy because Atomic Blue is available to purchase at other you places. Two bucks. 
But it is free to watch on YouTube. There is a link on there. Oh, we're so suckers then. We are total suckers, but not for me. I appreciated my $2 purchase. Isn't it good to have the hold yeah. Atomic Blue in your hand? The physical copy yeah. of Azul Atomico. And, you know, we'd much rather pay for things than take them yeah. for free, you know. But in course, this specific sense, yeah, yeah. that's good stuff. But for this specific situation, podcast, please. Guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. How, I mean, if you want to send us money, can they do that? I mean, we yeah, yeah. send all money P.O. Box Lumberjack. You can just throw the cash in the envelope and just throw it in yeah. mailbox. Pretend like you're my nana. Strap it to put a that brick, twenty in the, in the car's window. It's like a stipend. You know? yeah. yeah, Michael stipend. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's me in the corner. All we ask is twenty-two percent of your paycheck every week. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, skim it right off the top. Yeah, and uh, various fees. Yeah, like the fee fee. Yeah. Oh, fee fee. Yeah. Fee fee. She's great. Yeah. yeah. She's fantastic. Oh, parlez-vous? Francais? Yeah. Oh, you go. Au revoir, ce soir. <laughs> Lady Marmalade. All right. Okay. So, au revoir, Pee Wee. <laughs> so, like, the good thing about this movie is we can jump in halfway at the very beginning. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, within, so we have like a two and a half minute intro, the song that was playing, uh, which I, I really did appreciate. One, you know it's a movie from the early 80s when you have, like, Vestron video and, like, yeah. those old, like, intro graphics yeah, type things. It's yeah. something... I love when, like, everything was an independent company. Like, there was more than one movie production Yeah, it was, like, Sweetums Films and, yeah. like... It's, like, there's, like, the big ones and then there's, like, Troma nowadays. Oh, yeah, then, well, like, not nowadays. Troma's... Is it dead? I mean, they still do movies, but it's not like what it was in the 80s. Well, no. But like, I mean, yeah, but you're right. They're like, everything was kind of your own mom and pop shop. You might get lucky and you might get a big distributor like Warner Brothers or something like that. But everything was really done because the advent of cable, cable became so big in the late 70s, 80s, where they were just basically pitching it right to your cable providers. Get it on to late night cable, USA, things like that. That's how they made their money. Yeah. Because then they could sell the VHSs afterwards to the video stores, Blockbuster Video, things like that. So everything was going to a direct-to-video market or direct-to-cable. That's where all the money came from in the 80s. But those are some of my favorite movies. Uh, me, me too. I oh, love man, Meatballs. Uh, Remember Meatballs? Yeah. That was great. Uh, I, I, there was one I used to watch, My Stepmother is a Monster. All right. Yeah, it was great. This kid's stepmother was a monster. Spoiler alert. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, this is definitely, you can tell it's a product of that time. Um, also because of the early 80s, tits everywhere. Everywhere. Um, you know, and that's uh, something I love about those type of movies. But I really appreciated the opening credits. Um, I thought it was a cool little, like, little animated intro. It looked very, like, Grease is the word. Like, very yeah. Like, yeah. badly animated, but still all Very right. colorful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and so that two and a half minute intro, like minute three of the act, like so we're in minute one of the movie, minute three, and pretty much get the entire plot of the movie in one in one like this honestly info feel, dump. This honestly feels like this is the sequel movie. In yes, the, in the first movie is just recapped within the first minute. Where they're like, oh man, we need money. Oh, here's this other wrestling company, and then like they would have uh, worked for them for a bit. And then started their own wrestling company, and then that would have been the sequel. So do you think the original was Muggsy? Yes. And then the sequel was Muggsy's, Muggsy's Girls? Girls. Yes. Like, I don't, you know, it, it, it's such a giant info dump. Like, we're just basically thrown into this sorority house, Delta Pi, and it's the night after a big party. Mm-hmm. So all the all the broads are knocked out cold, passed out on the couch. And they're, they're, they're late 
for their loan payment. Yes. Which were, yeah, we're randomly, They're awkwardly apparently, told. Apparently they made money at the party the night before. They only made about $176. Well, that's what the next even, party. That's oh, the next okay, party. But, but that wouldn't even cover their phone bill. Yes. Right, yes. Because they're all girls. They're girls, and they talk on the phone a lot. Right. Get it? Oh, it you know. Ladies. Um. Yeah, we also uh, see that there's a lot of various personality differences amongst these girls. Well, everybody plays a stereotype, kind of, their own character. I mean, there's actually like three blonde characters, but one's a magician. One's a magician, one has nunchucks. Right, so that's how you can tell the blondes apart. There's blonde one, nunchuck blonde, and hats the magic blonde. Yep. With a rabbit. With a rabbit. Um, then you have the black sorority sister who yep. shows up jogging. She just came in from a jog. Yeah, Jezalita. Yeah. Um, then we have nerd uh, yep. sorority sister. Yeah, Jace. Kate. Jay she. She listen. Jay she. I don't have bangs like that and if I did I would have drowned in myself in the tub. I cannot stand bangs on a grown woman. If you are over the age you don't of like bangs? No. You're no. isolating a lot of people. Yeah. Listen, I understand it, but if you know me, you know that I hate bangs on a broad. Really like do. you like I feel like only children should have bangs. When you get past the age of like twelve, mm -hmm. I feel like you need to graduate up. It's like pro wrestlers that call themselves kid and they're thirty five years old. Like you gotta just cut that out. That's that's all I'm saying. There is a time and a place for bangs and it's when you're a child. I mean, hot take. I mean like it is a hot take, but I just I'm very passionate about that. Man, sorry for all the women wearing with, with bangs. And all the men. And all the men with bangs. How do you feel about men with bangs? <sighs> do not get me started on that. What about the Beatles? <laughs> Fuck the Beatles. <gasps> Whoa. That's yep. okay. That's isolating even Whoa. more Whoa. It wasn't that hard of a night. Oh, it was a hard day's night. Nope, it wasn't. He was working like a dog. And I don't imagine any people. Fuck. Aww. And you know what? Fuck Jude. Oh, fuck yep. the Beatles. <laughs> hey, stop writing that down. Fuck Jews. He said fuck Jews. Oh, yeah, Jews. No, no, I did not oh, say oh, all right. that. Yeah, I heard you. Let me scratch that out. Oh, no. Yeah. Stop scratching. All right. all right. Anyway, let's go back to our stereotypes. Okay. We had nerd sorority girl. Uh -huh. We have Laura Branigan. Brunette leader. Who? Yeah, she's the only brunette of the group, and she's kind of like, she's the de facto leader. And um, then before we're introduced to our final woman uh we have one of the boys from the party the night before wake up in the kitchen yep uh pantless he's yep. he's naked but he has a, he's uh, a, a blanket over him it's a comforter it's yeah. not just a blanket All right. it's like a very thick comforter yeah. well it's you know when you have so many people staying over you got to go and get the comforters that are up in the attic for extra people you know oh yeah they smell a little musty yeah but they're little mugsy little yeah. mugsy <laughs> um, so he's like he's like sing he's like i don't know who which one of you girls I fucked last night? But, but it was me. Yeah, and all the girls start like kind of pointing fingers. Uh -huh. Oh, it, it was you, magic one girl, because she had like a specific uh, like like uh, nightgown that she was wearing. Yep. But then Muggsy, the eighty-eight-year-old Ruth Gordon, comes down wearing said nightgown. Hey, darling. <laughs> she did sound like that. It was horrible. Uh, picture Burgess Meredith in any role, yes. and it's Muggsy. Yes. Like, ah, don't give up, Rock. Move like a butterfly, sting like a Muggsy. <laughs> Muggsy and Maud. So Muggsy's the mother, house mother. She's the house mother of the sorority. Of the sorority. So she just like, she lives there. Yeah. Then and she yeah she watches over the. Sorority. Didn't she ever watch the House Bunny starring um Anna Ferris? Anna Ferris. 
I've never actually seen it. That's all right. I mean, I'm just saying, uh, house mothers are a thing. She's like, Carly Beth. Are they always like older women like that? Or are they just. I mean, yeah. There was also, okay. It was also in Revenge of the Nerds. It was that big fat woman that would chase them out of the. Hmm. Like, she was really like short, curly hair and shit. I think. Because she was like a badass. I think they may have used some creative license in deciding that an 88 year old woman would be the house mother of this sorority. Um, she may be an alumnus. She may have been right. like you know. She graduated from there seventy years ago. I, I mean, you know, I feel like she's because she's down for anything pretty much. She's down to clown. Yeah, she's like, like she's, she's a little she's no until she starts smoking a some weed. Bit. A little bit in the beginning, we're kind of shown, but she gets on board real quick. Yeah, she well, doesn't care. So she she's the one that fucked the guy. Yep. Because all the women are checking out this dude's dong. Yep. He's yeah. really hanging dong. Well, he's still hard from the night before. True, because Wouldn't Muggsy be? Imagine, like, banging her. You're like, oh, Muggsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so while all the girls are now hanging out reading the morning paper, they see an advertisement about mud wrestling. Yes. And now this is where I talk about the progressiveness of the ladies in this movie. They see this other thing. They're like... We can just do it ourselves. Yeah, like they're not, and they're not like, oh my god, what if someone sees us? Like they're like, we well, don't want to. Kate f- did that fucking nerd. Yeah, well, yeah, but, she's a know, nerd. But but everybody else, they're all in, and like, uh, like fuck it, like we'll, we'll wrestle in bikinis and like who cares? Uh, uh, mud wrestle, right? And mm, quote unquote mud wrestle. And Laura Branigan, they said that she goes, we could call ourselves fantasy wrestlers, and they laugh like it's the funniest goddamn <laughs> joke in the world. They're like. <laughs> Little do they know we're all fantasy wrestlers. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Only they get paid. We then, I believe, Lumberjake get our titular song. Yes, yes because they're, they're now we're promoting. only f- we're five minutes into this movie, and we've pretty much got the entire plot set up and also wrapped up because they just decide to do it. Yes, but they've got to now advertise for their big show. I'm stretching. Good job, Mikey. Thanks. Muggsy's girls look for the action. Muggsy's girls work for the dough. Where they go, that's where it's happening. Let's have a party tonight. Muggsy's girls. Nothing can stop them. Putting up a fight. Muggsy's girls. Nothing can top them. Hold on tight. Let's have a party tonight. Good job. All right. Because I'm your lumbee. <laughs> um, oh. The various uh, Delta Pi gals postering everywhere. We, we were talking while watching the movie. We were talking about how, you know, uh, telephone poles were the Twitter of the 80s. Yes. Um, it's where everybody hung out. It was a hub. It was a hub. Um, social media of the day. And we're, it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's a real thing. Um, down in Rhode Island, in Providence, there was Thayer Street. This really cool, hip college, like just strip of land where the best bars, best restaurants. Best buy. Best buy. <laughs> um, and all of the telephone poles were just covered. And they're still, to this day, covered with tons and tons of just staples, staples nails, nails from uh, band Spools. posters, 
upcoming shows. Gum. Gum. There is actually a lot of gum. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's but just yeah, the amount of posters, concerts, carnivals, wrestling shows. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was just it really was the way to reach the most amount of people. Yard sales. Missing dogs and cats. Missing children. Found Missing children. Richard Simmons. Oh, what a oh, great podcast. Really Missing good. Richard Simmons. Um, but yeah, it was just, it really was the hub where everything was. And it's so true because they put up the flyer and literally seven people crowd around it right after. They go, look, a flyer. Like, that's not hyperbole. That's true. That's what they did back then. So I, I kind of, I don't know. It was, it's nice. 1984. It's a good time. What a time. I wish yeah. I was like this age in like 84. That'd Instead be great. Of being two years old. Yes. I really, yeah. I wish like, I was Ruth Gordon's age. <laughs> Wearing your Civil War era getup. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Born in 1915. Yep. 1896. Oh, you wish your first movie was in 1915. <laughs> sure do. Exactly. And you wish you were born in 1896. I would have invented the podcast, and still nobody would have listened. <laughs> <laughs> Not much has changed in all these years. <laughs> the microphones are better. <laughs> um, also, in this montage, we see that they stole a swimming pool from a poor little girl. Yes. Jesus, I forgot about this. That so, poor little girl. Like, here's what we need to help you understand about Muggsy's Girls. It is batshit insane. <laughs> Some of the things that happen in this movie, you think, all right, it's pretty straightforward. But then little things happen in this movie where I'm like, what the fuck did we just watch? Yeah. It's crazy. And I think that was, so, you know, Wet Hot American Summer is one of Jake's and, and my favorite favorite movies. And mine, it's too, very, mine too, guys. You hate it, except for your favorite actor, Michael, Michael Ian Black. Black. Yep. Um, but that's on the record. It's on the air. Yep. Um, you know, it, it starts off very straight and, on, and narrow, yeah. and then it gets progressively more insane as it goes along. Yeah. I'd argue the same could be said for Muggsy's Girl. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. All right. Because, like, stealing the pool from a little girl... It's kind of crazy, but it's not the craziest thing to yeah, happen. It's questionable, but not like nuts. Right. And it just progresses from there. Man, does it ever. So we get to this big outdoor bash. It's our big Muggsy's Girl mud wrestling tournament. They're not in mud, though, correct? No, it's a very milky, Is it milk? soapy substance. It looks like um, oatmeal with too much milk in it. Ugh. Like it's thick. Like but cream of white. wheat. It's yeah. viscous. Oh, you said viscous. It's very viscous and moist in there. Is it milk of magnesia? Ooh. I think it's sour cream or it was Ew. regular cream that has soured. Oh. What if they used what if they what if it was whipped cream and it just melted? Oh. <laughs> All right. It's just very warm out today and you saying that kind of stuff just Am I a nice warm whipped cream in the mouth? No. No. <laughs> you ever oh. microwave whipped cream and just uh, take a bite? Have what? you? What do you mean what do you mean? Take a bite. Take a bite of the whipped cream. Like it would melt. You can take a bite with a spoon. It would. It would melt. Yeah, you'd still take a bite with a spoon. I read. What is wrong with you? Are you okay? You were the one that was eating clam strip cake and drinking moxie soda on your birthday and threw up in a giant ice and a giant roller skate. That did not happen. Yep. Don't try to gaslight me on this. Yep, I know it didn't. We already talked about it on a past episode. That yes, past episode it, uh, is it, irrelevant. It wasn't clam strips. It was birthday cake. Correct. It was, no, it was clam strip cake. <laughs> oh, cla- right. Yep. I forgot. No, you didn't <laughs> yeah, forget. No, I it's forgot. Not... We talked about that last time. See? But it was on uh, Glow Episode 1. If I no, I believe it was Glow Episode 2, which was Let's the edible episode. Let's hey, if you want to check it out, head over to threewaytheater.com. Yeah, now that the paywall's down. We tried to put it up. The country just... Nope, they rejected it. Yeah, they were paying us more to not release them. Correct. 
Um, all right, so we're at this giant mud wrestling competition. The party's banging out. It back. wasn't a giant competition. It was, it was just like an exhibition that they were running in their backyard. In their backyard, yeah. Right. But I mean, still, it's kind of a comp. They were competing against each other. Well, no, they were just trying to raise money. But they were taking bets from other people to join in and the wrestle. Right. They wanted, yeah. you know, give, I'll give me sixty dollars to wrestle with the blonde chick. Like, so here's they were what auctioning I auctioning matches. Yeah. Here's what I don't understand. They established that Muggsy was not there. Right. And then she shows up in a taxi cab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody and doesn't pay the guy. No, yes. you gotta work hard. And then she taps him on the chin with her fist and says, "That's so you don't." And remember. then he just That's so you don't forget. In the mouth. <laughs> Put it on her tab. Does she have a tab? Yeah, why not? Yeah, she's had a tab since 1896. <laughs> <Bar> <laughs> Things racking up. Jesus Christ! Speaking of rack, to be fair, it was only thirteen dollars. That's true. 1984, different. So, but in in 2018, money that's going to be what like a yeah. But we don't know how long. The Seven trip was. million dollars. Um, but so why are so? I guess they just they never really established that Muggsy can't know about this since they were talking about it right in front of in her in front of Muggsy in the first place. That's true. So like, so one of them's kind of upset that Muggsy's here. Like, oh my nerd. god, Muggsy's home. But then like they just run into it, like, hey, Muggsy, and she's like. Oh, because they're in outfits. Yeah. Well, they're all in their own gimmicks. She sees the one dressed up as a nurse going, I didn't know you were going to study to be a nurse. Are you in med school? Yeah. I need Um, you to check out this goiter. (laughs) That's that's actually what was filling that uh, pool. It was her goiter juice. Oh, that is so gross. (laughs) They lanced it. Uh, (laughs) Lance Storm. Um, Who knew Muggsy was a squirter? Well, uh, most of the guys in this movie knew. So they're trying to stop Muggsy from getting in. The nerd's trying to hold the door closed and stopping her from getting through. She's like, fuck that. Muggsy just powers through. Muggsy's a badass fucking bitch. When you're 88 years old, you do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, she was born in 1986. (laughs) Um, 1996. Yes. Um, she makes it to the back and to see the chaos going on back there. Which again, it's a banger of a party. What is a party? <laughs> um, I didn't hear no bell. Oh no! Well, so we have this subplot go. There's no plot. I'm not even gonna call it a subplot. There's no plot. This but is there's a sign. The, the rival. Movies. The rival sorority is also there, peeking over the fence, spying on them. And while they're so engrossed in spying on them. <laughs> There's two punk rock kids dressed in all camo. Yeah, they do the army crawl towards them. Yeah. Who we never see again. And they lift up their skirts. Their skirts seem to already be open for some yeah. reason. Sort of. They were able to pull the skirts down without them knowing. Like they had the cartoon like butt flaps yes. on their skirt. Yes. yes. They looked like the uh, the copper tone kid. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. And uh, then they strapped a couple of fishing lines to their underwear. Yep. Right. And which... And then they did something to cause them to jump over the fence. They well, so they uh, they got their attention. Like, hey, girls! They turn around and they had like oh, they carrots had banging. They out. were hot dogs. Hot dogs. They had hot dogs in their jeans. Yes, to make it out look of like their, their zippers. And the yeah. girls freaked out and right. tried to jump the fence. The fishing lines then pulled their panties right off. You know what, guys? This is kind of genius. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hold guys, for edit. Guys, we're in jail. <laughs> Um, it's just another. It's a, it has no point or bearing on the movie. It's just a thing that happens. And the taxi cab guy who did not get paid is now also watching this from out over the fence. Hey, that was his payment. 
Yeah, he was. He was getting rock hard watching all this. Yeah, he was. And Let's see what he's doing under that fence. My favorite line is Muggsy's watching all this, and she's, what's going on here? And like they try to give her another martini, and she's like, martini up yours. <laughs> and then they gave her some fucking weed. They gave her some weed, and she goes, what kind of cigarette is this? Uh, homegrown. Yeah. Oh. So this is the beginning of Muggsy's arc of being fucked up this entire movie. The entire movie. Um, this is our first real shot of tits in this movie during the mud wrestling, and that's when I realized I guess YouTube don't give a fuck. Nope. Between this and Grunt the Wrestling movie, it, that shit flies. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's buried under the wrestling part of it. Sure is. You just don't even realize it. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Don't they have like algorithms to see like tits? Tits? I wish. <laughs> yeah. I want to get on that algorithm. You would think like... In that order algorithm. To... I Ooh, love it. Yeah. He invented the tit algorithm. <laughs> he did. Actually like report it for them to know. They yes. looked at it and they said, I could watch Muggsy's Girls or I could just mark it as okay. But if they have an algorithm for music, why couldn't they make an algorithm for tits? Because you can't just recognize tits. Because sure computers listen. I couldn't recognize them when I was watching them on Scrambled Pay-Per-View and I'm like, oh, is that it? Nope, oh, no, no, I could. Oh, man, I could. <laughs> they know, it would be like Snapchat filters. Somebody's nose would be on Yeah, there. That's not a tit. That's wacky. <laughs> I'd jerk off to it either way. <laughs> um. So this... Mud wrestling match turns just into an all-night rager. Yes. Well, then, then they're contacted by the two other mud wrestling promoters. The next day. Was it the next day? Well, so, okay, so just when we're talking about, so during this daytime wrestling match, it then randomly cuts to the promoter yes. and his nerdy friend Lane hanging out on top of a school bus. Yeah. And they She's are now, tanning. they're suntanning and they're reading the flyer that Muggsy's girls put up. And they're like, who do, oh, they just... Gun in on our racket. Yeah, yeah, they undercut them. Like, we should go show up and they can we can offer them like they tease that they're gonna show up. And but then we cut back to the party and it's just this all night rager. Everybody's getting fucked. The nerd um, girl busts out her blow up bra. Well yeah, so okay, so the nerd the nerd girl's putting in her blow up bra. Her inflatable bra. A guy dressed like Peter Pan is outside of her window holding another friend to spy on her. Right. He's upside down, like well, holding by, by the, the legs, yeah. Then he accidentally lets go. Girl hears it. Girl hears it, and then he falls to his death? Is that yeah, what we're... He, he died. We never saw him again. That what was we... actually a 30-foot fall? Yeah. And they did it in slow motion. Yeah. Like, here's the other... We, we talked about this a little bit. In, in the early 80s, stunt work was so dangerous. Yep. And everything done in this movie is so fucking dangerous. Many people had to have died. There was... The, the, we'll jump ahead for a second. There's a Go scene where it. a blind guy was trying to cross the street yeah. and his stick is hit by a car. And, like, I don't give a shit the guy's not really blind. I don't give a shit that the guy, it's just a stunt. That guy had to actually be walking out and they had to just hit his stick. Mm -hmm. It was so scary to watch. I was getting anxiety watching that entire scene. He sweat through his new white shirt. No, that's just right now. It's really warm in here. It is a little warm. Um, but, yeah, no, it was frightening to watch. Like these, because again, they weren't stunt drivers. These were the actresses in the film. Just right. driving. Like, we got to get the shot and we got to see the girls driving. Like, holy shit. The stunts in this movie are crazy. Yeah, the the, ind the independent filmmakers in this movie didn't give a fuck about anything because, as we mentioned during the movie, the many shots that they had of Las Vegas itself, uh, driving on the strip, these things that you just, you know, can't just do. Maybe you could in 84. Oh, like, maybe, they, like, maybe they didn't have that kind of like, 
permit thing set up yet, and they just fucking or you know what? They just the fucking did it. I think yeah. they just more like they just fucking did it. They just Gorilla fucking filming. did it. Like um, James Cameron, when he made The Terminator, he basically made the majority of that movie on the fly. He didn't have permits for anything. Just went to L.A., shot at night, and if cops showed up and said, hey, you can't be here, he's like, oh, sorry, we're going to go. I'm pretty sure stuff like that just happened in this movie. Yeah, we did that with Dick Lane and Steve the Turtle. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> um, you know, but like filming on the strip, going in the inside of the casinos, I don't think they had permits for shit. Yeah. They probably really rented those hotel rooms just filmed in the rooms. Now, did they have any animal abuse permits? I well, so you said that movie was night. Which one was it? Any which way but loose. Okay, so that was in ninety seventy eight. Okay. Um, and uh, Paradise Alley was also as part of that. Also. Right. So, uh, Mister Teacup, the huh. bunny rabbit of this movie. Yeah, we also got a. We this is where we saw a reoccurring theme start at this party. Yes. Where Mister Teacup, the bunny, is constantly getting high. Yeah. Constantly getting high. Um, and getting put in precarious situations where they always lose the fucking thing. Yes, it always gets away. It's well, always it's usually under her hat for the most part, but then it gets out one day and never gets found until the very end. Um, but like, there's definitely animal abuse happening. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the bunny was owned by the director of the movie. Okay. So, like, and trained by, trained by, and owned by. But I think the trained by thing was just put in there yeah, as a. Right. He's my fucking bunny. I'll do whatever the fuck I want with it. Yeah, I trained him. You know, he yeah. eats when I give him food. <laughs> he can uh, just sit there. You know. So, be a bunny. Also, <laughs> uh, before we leave this party scene, uh, this one guy, this jock steals a guy's beer and drinks it right in front of him. Like, yes. He's like, hey, that was my beer. And then later on, there's this long line for the bathroom. So, the guy pisses in his beer cup and he's walking by and the jock walks by him again and grabs it. And then oh. he drinks it. I didn't notice that. Well, that was, a, that was a setup on his part. Because when he came back after pissing in it, he stopped at like the under the doorway and just kind of held it there, knowing that the jock would come back and steal his beer again. And he drank his piss. That was a good bit. Yeah, that was All funny. Right. All yeah. the girls are off having fun, getting laid. Stolen by American Pie and Dumb Oh, yeah. Summer. Um, one of the, I don't know which Muggsy girl it was, but she was getting banged. And she's like, put it in. Put it in. Oh my yeah. God. Make love to me. Okay, I'm ready. All right, put it in. And he's like, uh, it is in. Oh, what a gag. What a gag. Blomp, blomp. Um, the nerdo, the nerdo Kate showed up in her inflated bra, sits down next to Muggsy and a couple of dudes. M- and Muggsy knows right Mug- away. Like Muggsy's like, yeah, she's through it. Yeah, I'm not gonna let this happen. No. So she pops her tit with a cigarette. <laughs> Yeah, it both pops and then also has a... There you go, good. I like it. Oh, get out of here, you elephant. (laughs) We stopped stealing my bits, because that's my job. That was you, Lumberjake. It was really good. Yeah, that was great. That was really good, Lumberjake. Thank you, guys. (laughs) That was also my impression of Lumberjake being irrationally mad. Oh. Oh, wow. You do a really good impression of that. That was impressive. Yeah, it looks like the real thing. Um, (laughs) So... Everybody has a good, another another banger of a party. Yep, this is ring. so. Here's my argument. This should have been the first thing we saw in the movie. This, we should have saw this party, party first, yeah. then the aftermath the next day. Yeah, this is should have been when they're like, we only have 176 doll hairs. <laughs> you, I'm sorry, did you say doll hairs? Yeah. Oh well, we're really fucked. <laughs> Um, because during this party, we get the introduction of the loan shark that said that they owe X amount of money, $2,000, which means that they made $1,000 because later in the movie, um, Laura Brannigan reveals that they only owed 1000 bucks left. Is this Mr. Jackamoff? No. 
This is the weird Goomba loan shark that showed up at the party. Is this Dookie? No. Oh. It's not. It's just a random dude. We never see him again He's in like, the movie. Oh, hello. Let me. He tried to steal their money box yes. at the party, and he tried to like sneak away with it. And they're like, "Hey, so what do you they, think they, you're doing?" They both owe for rent and the loan shark and the phone bill. Well, you yes, see, they they only asked for a thousand dollars, but you know, interest and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, very little interest in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, the gals are playing cards, and. The Lane, the nerd Lane, yeah. and then the Hustler. I don't even know his name. Do we Rip even Rogers. get his name? Rip Rogers. Um, you know, they uh, they just walk right into the house, and they just offer, you know, like, hey, do you want to come and do this gig in Las Vegas? Do you want to come? You know, we were going to set up the mud wrestling. Do you want to come to Vegas and be our team? And the girls are just like, hard pass. Yeah, no thanks. And they're just like, no. And then the girls start talking amongst themselves. Like, we gotta make some money, though. We gotta get. We're, never, we're not gonna make enough money. We're not gonna be able to pull this off. And they all kind of just silently look at each other from around the table, talking with each other's eyes, and then just randomly agree. Like, okay, let's do it. Like, yeah. there's no drama. There's no like, co- like, like. Be- why don't they just have them fucking answer the ad in the first place? Because that takes away their autonomy. Fucking- yeah. When I talk about like the progressive nature of this, that's the girls making this choice. They were successful at it, and now the guys want to get in on their gig. Oh, story of a girl's life. Am I right, ladies? Hey, sisters. sister, sister, sister. Never knew how much I missed you, Ray. Um, Laura Branigan makes the call. She says yes. What? Well, it's more like soft pass. She's like, mm, well, at first the, the guy was only he's going to do fifty fifty. Right, correct. All right, yeah. But then you know, she, he, uh, she they talked him, him down sixty forty. Yeah, they talked him down a bit. When he said sixty forty, all the girls fucking flipped their lid. They cleaned oh, their fucking pants. That's an extra two hundred dollars. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> Say yes. <laughs> Say that. For a woman to get paid equal to a man was like crazy enough, but to get paid more than a man was crazy. Unheard of. So um, they end up they uh, end up getting the old uh, school bus. Yeah, the school bus uh, check off school bus. Yes. Uh, you know, which was remodified by Lane to be like a party bus, which was awesome. Yeah, it was. You know, the big tub in the back. It had a tub. It had a table with shit with like a, a stools. It had a like skylight built yeah. into it. And again, the storyline continues where they refuse to tell Muggsy what's going on. Yes, because Muggsy doesn't realize where they're going. No. So she tries to get her to smoke another joint. Oh, I'm not smoking that anymore. All oh, those cigarettes have been having a weird effect on me. So, well, why don't you have one of these uh, these brownies? A brownie? <laughs> Fucking Muggsy loves her sweets. And, uh, <laughs> Muggsy's going to go review Glow Part 2. Yep. And, and uh, she eats the brownie. The the nerd kid up front eats a brownie. doesn't really affect him, I don't think. Well, we don't, get to f- we don't really get to see how it affects... Actually, you know what? It does affect him for what happens next. The side, uh, a carrier van, a big passenger van pulls up next to them. It's the Nevada Nasties. Oh, no. So they're in this black van with, like, like jail bars. But it's bent open. It looks so badass. And they're, like, the car's driving down the road, and they're standing in the back of it, totally unsafe. Oh, my God. The, The bus driver must be freaking out. 
Well, so I'm going to give you all office referrals if you don't sit down. We cut back to one of the, I think it was nunchucks, was in the oh, tub. And oh, man, was she ever. Oh, that was another big, like, gratuitous nudity shot. Uh-huh. But then when the Nevada Nasties bump into the back of the bus, the back uh, blinds come down. Yeah. And her ass is just, like, flat up pushed up against the, the nice window. Ass. Beautiful ass. Um, but everybody starts freaking out about the Nevada Nasties. They keep on trying to drive the bus off the road. And then they do. But well, that's where I think our stoned bus driver there, Lane, couldn't... Re- All of a sudden, he started driving erratically himself and then just drove off into the ditch. I mean, if that was me, I would probably just hit the brakes. I mean, yeah. But his friend was like, you can't let him pass yet. Why not? Right, because yeah, now we are... Sta- because this, this random info dump, we're told that if the Nevada Nasties get to Vegas first... They'll, they'll take get the gig. But here's the, okay, so here's where this is wrong. Because what happens in the in the culmination of this movie? It's they Muggsy's girls versus the Nevada Nasty. Yes. Right. So, so was, like maybe there was no reason to race there? So maybe the Nevada Nasties were gonna wrestle against each other? Maybe. Mm. There was enough of them. <laughs> I mean that's a giant logic gap. Just why were they why did they have to race? Right. Um we then find out that there is a makeshift airplane built on top of the bus. What are the odds? And the only way that Hustle Boy can get to Vegas first is to get in the bu- uh, in this airplane and fly right into the Vegas Strip. There's no other option. I mean, that is the only option that they have. Option number one. Make an airplane, fly to Vegas. Ride airplane I do not know how to use into Vegas. When we talk about those crazy stunts again, this is all practical stunt work of this kid getting into this makeshift Wrights Brothers airplane <laughs> and flying it. It doesn't get any elevation, so it's basically flying on the ground. Yeah, that's true. And then there's a giant Mack truck. Yeah, there's a big truck and a Mack truck side by side. Side by side, very close to one another in the two-lane highway. This plane is flying with all the grace of a turkey. <laughs> and it flies through... Like, in between the trucks? Somehow. Well, they kind of spread apart, I think. Sort of? But they only had one like one camera shot of it, so yeah, you couldn't yes. really tell like wh- how close it was. Exactly. Nevertheless, he makes it, and then flies high in the air, and then we realize, oh, the strip's right there. Yeah. They're probably they were five very close. Yeah. yeah, they probably could have just went like, hey, save a spot for us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mikey, did you say at one point you thought the plane was going to land on top of the truck? Yes. Yeah, I th- yeah, I thought they would. Cause that would have been a pretty badass move I too. It was going to land on top of one of the buses and steal the bus so they could get, go I, back. I, I don't know what I was. And don't s- worry, the bus would just start driving again. <laughs> right. Uh, instead, the the unauthorized airplane flies right into Las Vegas. Yep. Pre nine eleven, anything goes. Yep. It was cool. Um, it it crashes into this party and lands in the pool. Into the hotel pool. And it just crashes into 150 pieces. It's destroyed. Yeah, and uh, totally almost kills people. So they immediately take him to who he was going to see. Oh, Mr. Jackanoff? Jackanoff. Jesus. And his uh, his own version of Puffy, Cupcake. Yes, Cupcake. Good old Cupcake. Uh, he's his heavy. Yeah. His heavy who... Well, let's, we'll Maybe wait on that. lighter than him. Well, I was going to say, like, he's only alluded to be doing something bad or, like, setting up something... Like, at one point, we see him with a cement mixer. Like, cement. he's going to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, cement mixer. Cement mixer. Cement mixer. But um, he never really pays that off. No. 
Cupcake uh, well, doesn't do much. Well, I feel like that was setting up for them to be buried at the bottom of uh, the Hoover Dam without scuba gear. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Hustle Boy, I, I do not know his name, and I'll never know his name. He basically tries to worm his way back into the good graces of Jackanoff. Yes. And um, I guess he agreed. He goes, I like your style, boy. I'll, like, give, you a, I'll give you a shot. Yeah. So... I guess they're in. Great. Okay. And then the the girls get saved without even seeing the girls. Yeah. Well, yeah. So without even seeing the girls, knows nothing about them. Just that they're sorority gals. Yep. And we then cut to the bus still stranded on the side of the road. But they're hitchhiking. They're hitchhiking. They made signs, Vegas or bust. So there's a trucker. Uh, not even a trucker. There's a guy in a pickup truck driving by. Yeah. And he sees a sign, Las Vegas, or. Bus, bus. And she lifts up, lifts up the bus sign and just shows her titties. Oh, oh, it's magic. The guy slams on his fucking brakes. Also, I figured he was going to crash next. Yes. He um, really died. So he doesn't, like, I figured they were going to jump in his truck and he was yep. going to take them there. No. You he, would think so. He towed, he towed the fucking bus, bus out of the sand. Out of the ditch. And then back, back in the road. town or something. They got it. Yeah. And who drove? Ruth Gordon. Uh, no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, movie. she doesn't. No, no, no. She doesn't drive until the end of the movie. No, she drives. She was. So they were like, where's Lane? Where's Lane? Lane was in the back and we thought he was fucking Kate, the nerd. Oh, that's right. Who was he actually fucking? Muggsy. Muggsy. Oh, Muggsy. So everybody else comes off the bus. He's sloppy broad. Lane. <laughs> ah, that was great. I can't believe that happened. And then Muggsy comes off right behind him. Yeah, great, kid. Like, holy shit, Muggsy's getting around. Muggsy's great. She sure is. Also, like, they still have that, like, free sex of, like, the 60s and 70s. Where, like, it was the 80s. No, I'm just saying that it carried over because there's no jealousy amongst the girls. And, like, you know, they don't, they don't, they're not mad that Muggsy's getting hers. No. Yeah, well, they're, 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 the nerd was a little jealous. They're never very catty with one another. They're, they're not very catty. friendly yeah. with each other. The nerd was a little jealous when he or she was like, aren't you guys sick of Muggsy always? She is, you're right. Guys? She is a little jealous, but even like that, it doesn't feel like she's undercutting her. Like, she never calls her, like, an old bitch or, like, she doesn't, like, it's just... I don't know. It's a very positive. Yeah, Muggsy would slap the shit out of her. <laughs> Damn right about that. Her and her army boots. Yep. They're gonna say that our our house mother has army boots. Oh, well, until next semester. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Fucking um, Jay She. <laughs> <laughs> so we now get into an extended party scene. Yeah. So this this is like the third of five montages in this movie. Which I'd say I'm there's seven montages. Yeah. I fucking love montages. We know you do. Yeah, Hats has a new hat. She does. The bunny gets lost. Yes. So uh, Teacup basically sneaks out of the room. Yeah. And what I think was both your favorite little scene was the old man yeah. coming out of his hotel Drunk room. Old man, Drunk old man. Down the, the hallway. What does he? What does he say? What does he do? Yeah, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> and it's just a rabbit, and then it just hops onto like one of the little trays, <laughs> little food trays, carts. Oh, that guy was fucked up. And he was throughout the whole movie too. So he was always just around. I feel like this is a byproduct of Caddyshack. So Caddyshack had the gopher. Yeah. And that was like a big thing. So every movie had to have like this animal side cute kick. Animal. Cute animal. I, yeah, I totally feel like that. I mean, we've seen it in later years with like Mr. Hunk yeah. and things like that. But Turner like, and Hooch. But yeah, animal sidekicks were a huge business. Yeah. And I think 
Um, you know, I think it was more so like Caddyshack used a puppet, but like Harry and the Hendersons, they used a real Sasquatch. Yeah, uh, they <laughs> they uh, you know they wanted they had a real you know the director's like I got a bunny like throw him in. Uh, uh. Um, but I feel like so this is what I wanted more from the movie. I wanted more adventures with Teacup. I wish it yeah. went more on shenanigans of what's going on. That was actually the graphic novel that came out afterwards, Adventures with Teacup. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then and then the movie that followed, Teacup Lost in New York. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would watch the fuck out of that movie. <laughs> uh, hot take. Teacup should replace Rocket Raccoon in the Avengers. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. From, go, for, uh, go for go, go for, for cakes. cakes. Um, go for the gold. Go for cakes as you explode. Oh, he's doing Exercise it. lately. Oh, nope. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, if technology was available back in 84, they would have revolved this entire movie around Teacup going on adventures inside the hotel. Oh, Teacup. Yeah, like... Oh my god, Tim Curry would have tried kicking out Teacup. Yes. Teacup would have ran and slid between his legs. Well, because they sort of, they sort of paid this off later, where Jackanoff and Cupcake are talking about their evil plans in his office. Cupcake. And then it turns out Cupcake is pissing on... His foot. Yep. Like, what the hell's that? Is that a tar? It's a goddamn jackrabbit. <laughs> and and then he uh, he's so upset at the rabbit, and then he picks up his candy dish to eat uh, one of his wrapped Werther's originals. Mm-hmm. He pops it in his mouth. He's like, well, what the? It's rabbit shit. So as you mentioned, it was wrapped yep. Werther's originals. Yep. So he did not unwrap it and nope. just threw it in his mouth. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna say Jackanoff's kind of a fucking moron. Nobody's fault but his own. <laughs> Jack and Cupcakes is still excited about a, a Jack Rabbit. Yeah, definitely. Jack and Off Rabbit. But um, yeah, I love the adventures of Teacup. I wish we got more of it. Um, there were just all these party montages um, playing in the casino. Just, like they, they didn't actually win anything, so they had to do these insert shots yeah, of like, you know, generic. three bells. But they're not next to each other. But no. yeah, still. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, Muggsy playing video poker. Oh, that's when we meet Bill after. Yes, the photographer. Uh, the, yeah. the photographer of the Las Vegas Times Chronicle. Yeah, yep, yep. News. All of those. The Las Vegas Times Chronicle News. Uh huh. And Chesterton um, Field Villa. Villa. Uh huh. And he's uh, really excited to uh, cover the girl's story, the sorority making good and, and coming up here and doing this competition. And Muggsy just looks at him like he's a fucking rapist. She's looking at him like I don't trust him. Oh, uh, he looks harmless. Yeah, you stay away from my girls. Oh, he looks harmless. Those are the ones you gotta watch out for. Help him shave my armpits. Oh, <laughs> oh lady, you're scaring us. So we um, we basically jump. Oh, they do a little bit of training because the guy offers them. They, he right. tells them to take a dive. So Jackanoff basically right. tells Hustle Boy that you need to basically. This is where we all got into a little bit of an argument while watching this movie. Mike, Jake, and I shut up. Oh. We started talking about what the actual prize money was of this of this competition. Five thousand dollars, allegedly. I'm still. I think it's five thousand dollars too, guys. Oh, God damn it, Mikey! Mike. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Basically, Jackanoff offers them a five thousand dollar consolation prize, and then to use that money to bet on the Nevada Nasties. Because he's been promoting them so much, they have the three to one. He's been promoting the sorority girl, Delta Pi, as the ringers to win. So they have three to one odds of winning. So if even if they lose, they can bet their money on the Nevada Nasties to win, and they'll win three times their money. Right. So which is 
the greatest the greatest amount of money they're going to make is by doing that. But they have some weird code of honor that they don't want to break and don't want to do the J-O-B. Yeah, these girls who just started mud wrestling two days ago. They're like, listen, we'll take less money if you put the belt on us. <laughs> so, <laughs> like... Especially if I can take it home. So, <laughs> true to the hustler's form, though, he didn't hustle them out. He went right to them and told them and let them all debate on what they wanted to do. And... They all Those decided. Girls trusted me, right? And that's when they all decided that they're going to fight for it. They're going to compete. Um, then Laura, the nerd, Brent, the nerd, the nerd girl did not want to. That's true. She, she was, was all against it. She was a realist because she was like, "They're going to kill us anyway," which is also true. Yeah, and they're like, "Why not get some money for taking a little trip to Vegas?" It's so true. Fifteen, uh, fifteen thousand dollars. Yep. Well, that's when we also learned that Jackanoff is actually kind of a version of uh, Robert De Niro's character in Casino, where he's basically a mafia guy that was sent out west to run the casino. And so this is just as much about them making money as the girls or him or anybody. And Mikey's Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Oh. Why don't you go get your fucking shine box? <laughs> You're Don Rickles in Casino? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Not uh, be the one saying, go get your fucking shine box, and then end up murdered. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, we'd all end up dead. Oh, yeah, just because of my big mouth, and I'd just be <laughs> on the ground getting stomped. What, should I get him, boss? I wouldn't notice when everyone cleared of the bar, except for me and the three guys I was talking shit to. <laughs> Classic Lumberjake. Oh, man. That's how I'm going to go. What's he going to get himself into? No, oh, no, he's dead. No, murdered. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Car accident. Um, That's what they're going to make it look like. So wait, but he doesn't know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on them. Jake gets into a man-made airplane and flies off. <laughs> he missed the pool by mere inches. <laughs> yeah, you just crash into the cement. Yeah, oh, you yeah. wouldn't even make it to the pool. It's horrible. The cement. The cement pond. <laughs> Gonna be six feet under. Uh. Um. So. We begin more now. We begin the training montage because once they decide that they're gonna fight, they're gonna fight, but they gotta get into shape. And uh, Muggsy's gonna whip them into shape. She sure is. So we get another. That's is where really she becomes Burge's uh, uh, Meredith. Burge's Meredith, where she's Meredith in the, Burge. Meredith Burge. Uh, she's in the I back. Love that song. I'm, I'm a bitch. I'm a mother. I'm a child. I'm a Muggsy. I'm a brother. Um, she's in the back of like this little golf cart, uh, shouting out. Uh, well, when did when did Rocky the first Rocky come out? Seventy seventy. Well, so so this is seventy six. Okay. So because mug, because that we talked about this in Paradise Alley, where the success of Rocky, right? These other movies brought about Paradise Alley, mm-hmm. and so yeah, seventy six was Rocky. So I, I see I, this montage is a very Rocky-esque montage. He's in yeah. the back of, a, of some kind of golf cart. You mean deal. Rocky was very Muggsy's Girls-esque montage? Well, well Rocky 3. <laughs> Rocky 3, okay. Well, Rocky 3 came out in 83, so even that was before. Damn it. So, they're, basically, they're just ripping off Rocky. Art. <laughs> um, this is where we get a first good look at nunchucks. I didn't realize she had nunchucks yes. before this scene, but she's running with them nunchucks. Various colored nunchucks. Yeah, it's a real creative choice, which again, I don't think was a part of the script. I think that bitch just showed up with nunchucks. She goes, this is what I'm doing. Well, only a few of them had props. Yeah. 
None I feel like none. they all brought their own props. They were like, listen, if you want to bring something, bring it if you want to stand out, but otherwise, don't bother us. Nerd girl showed up day one, glasses in one hand, bangs in the other. She goes, these are my props. Hats. She goes, I got a bunny. Uh-huh. I got a hat. I like magic. Nunchucks is like, I got fucking nunchucks. That girl that nobody remembers had nothing. Right. And Lisa Brannigan, she was like, Gloria! Gloria! <laughs> oh, Gloria! I'm gonna sing the soundtrack of the movie. <laughs> Um, this was another dangerous stunt at the end of where the golf cart drives up onto the hotel lobby and almost kills a man. Not since uh, Big Show, Kane, and Raven have I seen a more <laughs> dangerous golf cart bit. Holy shit. Like, ran over a guy and he was like riding inside for a second and then he went flying off. Yes, it was insane. Yeah, he was a taxi driver. Yeah. And they just plowed through all the luggage <laughs> and he's fucking ass over tea kettle. That was awesome. It was insane. So Jackanoff, he sees them training. I love how we just say it so nonchalantly. Like, but that's hey, his name. Yeah, I say Mike Pava all the time. Yeah, Jackanoff. Yeah, microphone Pava. Oh, you don't Jackanoff. Okay, so it's just like a regular thing. Yeah. 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 It's There's nothing like. Did you guys ever mm. realize that the Blink One Eighty Two album, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," is a double entendre where it's supposed to be like "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket"? What? It also. Jacket like you wear a jacket. What? Did you guys, did you guys know that? I did not know that. Yes, you fucking do. <laughs> don't. That's fucking, it. I'm no. This is don't appease this, him. I'm not appeasing anybody. London to a pizza. One and two a pizza. Did Jason. you give him edibles? Maybe. No. I'm just going through. I'm having a heat stroke right now. Yeah, that water. It's actually true. Oh, the oh, hammer one makes a return. It's been a while. I figured I'd throw it in there. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Anoff, calm Mikey yeah, down. Okay. Mr. Anoff sees them training and he's like, We gotta bring in the big guns. Get me Dookie. Bring in Dookie. Duke. Call Duke, me Dukers. Duke, Dookie. Dookie. <laughs> um, yeah. Who's who's Dookie though? So Dookie is another heavy who's playing like this smarmy. Harry Smilak like very Harry Smilak um, like he's a Vegas scumbag but he's also kind of charming um, and he immediately sees the girls at the bar starts kind of flirting with them a little bit yeah and ropes all the girls except for Lisa Brannigan to go play Laura Brannigan Laura Brannigan uh, brings her to the hotel to play strip poker yes and I guess his master plan is to get them all fucked up and naked naked so, they, so they're not ready to wrestle okay so but that's he, his end he game wasn't gonna fuck him no he was he was trying to get them naked and then he would gonna... he try to like give them drugs and like have them od and like no he was just they were gonna be all tired and worn out from fucking and partying so that's the, that's where you think his but end game was pros. they've been fucking and partying and all <laughs> goddamn well, that's what i'm trying to get like like i okay i get it he lures them all into his room that's solid that tracks he starts having them drink. Okay, let's loosen up. Let's play some games. But like when his it, like his end game cannot be, I just want to have play strip poker with they're you. Be up all night and they're gonna be tired for the next no, day. They've, been, they've done that every night we've seen them. No, they've been training and taking it serious though. <sighs> I feel like there has to be a darker end game here that we didn't get to see. Yeah, they kidnapped the fucking nerd. Nobody Wait, questioned. Spoiler it. alert! Spoiler she alert! She was already gone. She wasn't Not there. Yet. No, she she hadn't fucked Lane yet. Aww. Um, but so, so uh, cute. So, all right. So I I guess what I'm just getting to is that Dukers has some sinister, (laughs) 
some, some sinister things on his plate that he has for them. But Magic has to go pee. So Magic goes to the bathroom. and She throws a match in the garbage can. Right. And what pops out, or who pops out? A shit ton of smoke. Oh, and teacup. Aw, she was okay. burning that rabbit alive. I what called that, cup? by the way. You sure did. Yeah, you did. Jay Mikey was like, oh, he's going to light that uh, can on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that I, can, I, you're fired. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, you can't. You're on fire. <laughs> Um, JC's like, I bet there's a rabbit in there because I already watched this movie. I did not, but Teacup's. St- well, that's where. And again, if we saw the crazy adventures of Teacup and how he got in that trash can, jumped. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, then no adventure needed. That's yeah. fine. It's fine. Very straightforward story. Yeah. But so here's where I wish. Hop along, Pava and Teacup. <laughs> but if in any other like, if this was a real '80s movie, that that Teacup would have had psychic powers and would have told magic telepathically, jacking off's evil plan. Right. Instead of finding an empty magic card. Yeah, he was under the fucking desk. Well, he kind of did because he, by being in there, she wouldn't have seen the playing cards that were in the trash There was that magic card. Yes, that were. So, okay, so in a roundabout way, Teacup did lead her to the truth. But I I feel like if it was like a real... Like crazy batshit '80s movie. Somehow Teacup would have got telepathic powers. Um, would have been like, you know, it's still pretty batshit crazy because they fucking tie the guy up, throw him in his car, and go fucking crazy. So this was the aforementioned scene where the blind guy nearly gets murdered. Yeah. Um, just pulling out of the hotel recklessly, like it was. Everything about it was crazy. Yes, they could have hit people at every fucking turn. They were make they were fishtailing like crazy. I'm not entirely convinced that they didn't. That there were not yeah. multiple casualties in the filming of this movie. Yeah, it was the '80s. Who cared? Um, we don't know where the fuck they're going. Yep. And they eventually get to the ranch, the uh, the stallion ranch, the stallion ranch, which sounds ends- like a male brothel, but it was also a female brothel, <laughs> right? Um, they crash into a trailer. No, I assume that they're this. It's the stallion ranch. Because they're all fucking in horse trailers. That's true. Like okay. Pets. Okay. Well, you know what? You just put more thought into that than I think a lot of the writers did. Gloria, Gloria, uh, crash into a trailer, trailer. Um. So they take him and they hang him up by his. They pull him his pants pole. off. Yeah. They pull. His find his off. fake dick. Yeah. Because was he was cucumber, packing cucumbers yep. taped to his leg. Because there were a couple scenes where girls were um, like right at that angle, eyeballing them dicks, and checking out his wiener. I, there's uh, one thing about this guy I did respect. He had boxers and also briefs. Yes, <laughs> his <laughs> leopard, his leopard yeah. thong. But he had box. Yeah, no, I respect. Yeah, that. He wore boxer briefs, boxers yeah. and briefs, boxer briefs. Yeah, he was very brief about it. Yeah, yeah. So he had his a giant cucumber tape to his like giant, giant like, oversized like at comical. least twelve inches. So they jammed it in his fucking mouth. Yup, we've seen that before, boys. <laughs> yep. What's up, Mikey? <laughs> uh, next up. Oh uh, well, they they flagpole set of him. They send him <laughs> right up to the top, and um, they should have given him a fucking uh, uh, purple belly, a bit oh, pink belly, pink belly off a waffle. <laughs> Camp on a wanna We hope you in our heart And I think about you It makes me wanna fart It's I hope we never part Now sing a writer Pay the price I'm uh, donkey lips That's a You are You, you are, are donkey lips hmm. um, I wasn't expecting everyone to agree <laughs> 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 true uh-huh. I was Kepler Our sound engineer Oh Why were you so Why were you so muffled He was eating a, a cucumber And he's in, <laughs> and he's in <laughs> the box Alright Um <laughs> 
Um, again, real stunt work. That man looked very uncomfortable being raised upside down yeah, on that flagpole. He was about pole. 20 feet high on this fucking flagpole. They pulled him all the way up. They were like, hey, uh, just bring me up halfway. They're like, okay. They're like, how do we get Wait. him down? They just were like, they all shrugged and walked away. <laughs> See you later. Um, so, yeah. And then Harvey Danger walked by. I was like, huh. <laughs> paranoia, paranoia. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. <laughs> Righty. Um, so so we uh, we get to the fucking matches. Yeah, it brings this is the big finish. Um, everybody's all ramped up and ready to go. Oh, we we did okay. We we did say we were going to mention the fucking scene between the nerds, nerds yeah, in love, nerds in love. Um, Kate and Lane finally hook up in the back of the bus. Yeah, and they have a very sweet moment. I thought it was very kind of you know. Very, yeah, finally got together. But she's got a surprise, and she pulls out her own dildo. And she's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were into model rockets, also." I've never seen a pink rocket. Good for him. So she stuck it in his butt, right? Oh, she pegged yeah, the fuck out of him. Yeah. Have we talked about pegging on this podcast? I feel like we did. All right. Well, I mean, we're pro pegging on this podcast. Can yeah. We, can we, we mention specifics? No. No. But we are pro. Yes. Like we are we're professionals. We no we're not professionals. <laughs> we're just we're not against oh, it. Like not, if you're like we're like you're Like it's a gay marriage. Pro. Like we're pro gay marriage. Like yeah. any you should yeah, love like, yeah, you love. We're, we're not going to get gay married, but we're, we're all for gay, gay married. <laughs> yes. That's so yeah. true. Yeah, kind of common law. Yeah. It's been um, long enough. Yeah. Um, Mikey can claim me as a dependent at this he point. He should have been for, for years. years. I think you missed out on the boat now, but like yeah, yeah, you had a good you had a good four-year window you could have declared. Four. <laughs> um but yeah, no, he definitely got pegged in the ass. And and weirdly enough, this is the last time we see Kate, the nerd girl, for the for the remainder of the third act. Or we don't Lane, know. Right? Nope. Lane, uh, they had watched an episode of Bosom Buddies. Yep, and they both and, dressed up as ladies. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's why I was I was I thought that was a beautiful woman. I was, oh, you got, I was confused. You got fooled? Yeah, I, I was like, ooh, look at Laney. Totally thought Laney, Laney was a woman. I knew a Laney one. She had a mashed potato face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she doesn't listen. <laughs> She's not. She didn't make it. Oh no. Yeah. Car <laughs> accident. She's barely getting up. Yep. Mashed potato face. <laughs> yeah, it used to be a baked potato, and then after the car accident, she gave mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like crater face from uh, Grease and Grease. It's exactly here. what I'm talking about. Yeah. You get it, Pizza the Hut. You know. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, third act brilliance. Um, we finally, I mean, I mean, the, we, we found out at the beginning like, of this movie that this wasn't really much of a wrestling movie. We learned that the hard way pretty early on. Yeah. Um, but we were very thankful to, to see wrestling ropes in their mud yeah. wrestling ring. That was a, that was a relief. Also that there was mud yeah. as opposed to their weird milk. Right. Yeah, that was. That I was could not have handled milk. like a 20 minute match in milk. And let alone like four of them. Right. So. Why, um, do you, why do you guys think they decided to go with mud wrestling and not just like pro wrestling? It's easier. Yeah, I think for the sorority aspect of it, like they were trying to find something dirty or just like kind of smutty, mm. like that they could kind of promote they can sell like uh, like real man, a, woman, a woman's mud wrestling movie. Also, right? this was yeah. '84, so this was still before Glow, right? When was Stripes? Uh, shit, I don't know. Stripes had a big uh, mud wrestling scene. Like All right, so yeah, no, you're no. Stripes was Stripes definitely came out before this. Okay, I think maybe eighty two. 
Um, so maybe someone got inspired, like, oh man, well, let's tell the story of mud wrestlers. What I was thinking is that, so this was 84, though. This was before the big, like, there was the, there was a brief, like, time of renaissance of women's wrestling in, in America with Glow and Wendy Richter and Cindy Lauper. Yeah. So, like, I think this was just uh, before the big blow up of that. Had maybe this movie actually been filmed in 85? Maybe they would have gone the route of just right. doing a straight up women's wrestling. So I feel like they could have capitalized on that a lot better. If Very much like um, Body Slam, also. Yeah, for which, sure. Which it, having it being held back from a major release really hurt it. Sure did, absolutely. Um, so at this point, by the way, I was just I was just listening to Jim Cornette's podcast, and he was talking about how um, T. Joe Khan, who was the other tag team member with the Barbarian in Body Slam. Joe Khan got a ton of bookings because promoters got confused and thought he was the barbarian. So they would just started booking him and they'd get him. That's amazing. Um, another problem, a like, small problem I had with the movie is that we never really got more of the Nevada Nasties until this final until showdown. Main event, yeah. Like, I feel like in any, like, Nerds versus Jocks, Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. like... Booger, you know, the, these guys are playing an active part against each other, yeah. going back and forth, doing all these crazy things. I wish the Nevada Nasties had more of an active role in trying to fuck with Muggsy's girls. Like, imagine the scenes, like, they're both at the same hotel. Like, they yes. run into each other in the slot machine. Yes. Well, like, I think they uh, they skipped over the part where they dumped bed bugs in all of their stuff. Do you think it was a good scene? I forgot about that. Because the, they're, they're itching. The there had to be. There was no payoff to that. Okay, maybe that was the guy who was trying to... Dukers? Dukers, maybe Dukers. Put itching powder or, or something. Or did, did Cupcake put cement in their bed? Cement in their beds? <laughs> See, I forgot about that. We never really got... Why they were itching and scratching yes, the entire... Yes, they're itchy. There had to been a cut scene. Yeah. Where are the problem is there's scenes? well here's the problem there's very limited information on this movie like there's nothing if you search for it online so like what we have is what like we're probably giving more context and thought to Muggsy's girls than anybody ever has so you're welcome you're welcome America you're welcome Ruth and Gordon. other countries oh and our friend in England in Cambodia yeah and all over yeah wherever you are but um I, yeah I wish I wish the Nevada Nasties had a little bit more. Uh, meat to play. Like, there's more stuff they could have done to cause trouble. I don't know. That seemed like a pretty meaty team to me. So yeah. I have the I have the crew yeah, of the Nevada way. Nasties. Yes. What were their names? So we had <laughs> we had lungs. Lungs, who had a giant set of lungs. Lungs, who was Annie Ample. Annie Ample. Giant, giant. Uh, terrible Tawny. That was uh, D. Booher, Matilda the Hun. Deanna Booher. Like boo her. Brilliant. Um, Madame Antoinette, or Mama Ant... No, Madame Antoinette. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, played by Darcy Nichols. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fang. Yes. Played by Fang. Pillow. <laughs> Fucking Pillow. Not Pillows. Pillow. Pillow. Until she started getting managed by Harry Smilak. That's your Pillows. Yes. Oh, good callback. <laughs> Episode one callback. If you get that one, good for you. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> we have had a few more people going back into our back catalog. You have to. And listening to our earlier episodes I now think, that they're on iTunes. I think three people got that joke and they're all sitting at this table. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mauling Mama was played by Catelyn Miller. Ooh, it was Caitlin, but whatever. No, it was Catelyn. That's Caitlin. That's not Caitlin. There's no, no. How There's, do you spell it? K-A-T-L-Y-N. Caitlin. Thank you. That would be K A I T L Y N. Nope. There's no such thing as Catelyn. It's like Night at the Museum 2 with Brunden. 
Who's Brunden? Exactly. All right. And we got... What are you talking about Night at the Museum? Night at the Museum 2. Did you recently watch that? No, I just love that scene with Jonah Hill. All right. His name is Brunden. Um, and, <laughs> and we have Bronco Billy, played by uh, Sherry Standriff. Now, thankfully... Sherry Dandriff? Yep. Uh, she changed her name to Head and Shoulders a few years later. <laughs> Thankfully, besides the ropes, uh, these girls were the other saving grace uh, as far as this making the oh, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, Matilda the Hun, who makes a return. Yeah, three-way theater all-star. Yeah, she's been in uh, a few episodes. She was uh, the... Episode two, Grunt. Yeah, yeah Grunt the wrestling she, movie. She wrestled Charlie Haynes, and then she wrestled Mama. Mama's, Mama's family, family, that's right. She was so, one of the masked Mabels, along with Mountain Fiji from the original Glow. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, She's at a, so this is her, her third appearance? This is her yeah. third appearance. I think she, does she have the most appearances out of anybody no. so far? I believe Missy Hyatt's up there. You're, the you know, for, well, well in, but in pro wrestling movies. In three-way theater. Yeah, not, best in show, best Missy in show. Hyatt is our reigning all-star. Uh, I don't know, Jesse Hernandez might actually have that uh, that distinction. Okay. There's a few people that have a lot of uh, multiple appearances. We'd have to go back. We're going to yeah. have to... We're gonna have to take a look and get our. We're gonna have to get stats. Yeah. All so right. We keep track of that. We might as well start Waldorf. now. Yeah. The peakies. I mean. I just, there you go, Mikey. Get started, yeah, champ. For the uh, the peakies, uh, le- the legacy award. Yeah. Also, we have our technical awards, the cockies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Who's gonna win a cocky this year? Yeah. Who's gonna get a big old cocky? Yes. <laughs> We'll find out later this year. Oh, um, and I can't. I hate it when the fans don't like it and they boo cocky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. That's good. That, nice. that was a lot of setup, but yeah, I appreciated yeah. it. it. Took us a while to get there, but the mm-hmm. destination was worth it. Uh, Life's also, a journey. Dig it. Oh, make it work for you. You know, eventually when we do lipstick and dynamite, piss and vinegar, she could be. Yeah, that's true. One of the highest, oh. uh, or possibly even the model cameos in the glow documentary. Is she alive? Yes. yes. Why hasn't she? Maybe she'll be in Glow season two. Listen, I've been saying this for a while that I think the Glow women should at least have cameos. Just like I agree. Let her be like, let her be like a secretary somewhere. Yeah, you know, just let her have like a, a, like a little appearance. I think maybe because of the success of Glow season one, I think we might see a couple cameos in season two. I think that'd, be that'd be cool. Great. I haven't. I've actually purposefully avoided the trailers for Glow season two. Also, I, I want to be surprised. Also, I would have loved if Zoya the Destroyer was in the all female world. Fuck! Royal Imagine how great that would have been. Maybe she'll get in the May Young Classic. <laughs> Allison Brie, or if uh, what if they let in Awesome Kong as Welfare Queen? That'd be cool. I would freak the fuck out. That'd be really cool. I would be all for that. Any if they had if they had Mark Marin show up as an announcer on the show, yes, I'd be thrilled with that. Give me something, anything. I'm looking forward to Glow season two. This makes me kind of wish that the uh, the the special GM was still a thing because you know that they'd be on it. Yes, definitely. Like the yeah, guest, the guest yeah. GM or whatever. Every, oh my god! Week. Yeah, the dark time of Raw. So that was one of the best times. Yeah, yeah I don't think it was that bad. Uh, that was a nice diversion. We just went off there. So uh, they have like a, a like a gauntlet style where everyone has to wrestle each other in a best of series, right? Mm-hmm. So like one person has to wrestle each person, right? But here's the thing. They end up tying it up two to two with wins, yeah. but they don't have their last person there. So can we talk about the point structure? I mean, I, is, what can I don't we know say? if we can. Because we could not figure it out. It didn't seem to have any rhyme or reason. Yeah. Did they win five points a match or ten points a match? We don't know. I don't know, but all that matters is they ended up tied in the end. Yep. Yep, that's true. And they were short a girl who was uh, Jay Shee. 
Jay Shake. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Wherever she was. But, so, but the thing is that they were not very concerned. Like, they were like, she's not even going to show up at all. And, like, no one really had a problem with it. Like, no one was, like, freaking out. No one went to go look for her. Nope. Well, they, we'll get to that later. In fact, they left without her. We'll get, we'll, yeah. But, um, so they need one more person that's in the sorority. Mm. And they're looking around and looking around and... <gasps> Muggsy. Muggsy. And uh, Muggsy ends up taking that spot in wrestling against Matilda the Hun. So, at this point, I also mentioned that Bill After was around ringside for the entire show. Yeah, getting knock off Bill very, After. very muddy. Yes. And uh, uh, Muggsy and Bill had a nice little sweet scene beforehand. Where nice she, moment. She cleaned yeah. them off. She cleaned them off a bit, and uh, only for him to immediately get more mud in his yeah, face. shit in his face. Well, that's when Muggsy's stunt double started flopping her mud all over the place. <laughs> her Muggs flap. <laughs> yes. Because, let's face it, there was no way that they were going to actually send this 88-year-old woman to the ring. No. Against, like, this... No. It's yeah, they were very smart to wear, like, a very... Oh, like a costume that, that hit everything so a stunt double could easily like hide underneath it. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, definitely, I think they, they filmed all her scenes from the back. There were only a couple of shots where I, I don't think they ever showed her face, did they? No. Yeah, they were very, very close to... Her uh, stunt double was Candace Cameron. Oh, man. Yep. Is that where she was doing those fucking Hurricanes and everything else? Candace Cameron Bergen? Beret. Beret. She's French? Beret. Candace Cameron. Oh, that was Beer. Nope. Candace Cameron with her new beret. <laughs> I'm more of a Jody Sweet Tan girl. Ooh. Of course you are. Mikey loves some uh, Adrian Barber. Adrian Barbeau? Yes. <laughs> he loves He loves Kimmy. Oh, Kimmy Gibbler? Yep. Do you do the Gibbler gallop, Mikey? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Mikey's doing it right now. Look at him gallop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at him gallop. I love the Gibster. I love so, the Gibster. <laughs> all right, Dukers, calm down. Um, so somehow, Muggsy's team wins. Yes, very uh, effortless. Uh, effortless. Oh, no, no. Jake, try no, again. It's very effortlessly. There you go. Jake had to just do a quick reboot. Yeah. Yes. You, sometimes you have to turn them off and then turn them back on again. Yes, that was an effortless uh, Thank win you. by Muggsy. Yeah, no, it was it was almost too easy. Yeah, like there was no like point where you're like, oh, I don't oh, think no. they're gonna make it. Right. And I also had a problem with them just like basically fucking over Linda Brannigan. Laura. Whatever. Oh yeah, she got squashed. Like she's uh, like the second lead, and like she comes in, she takes off her her robe, she gets a huge pop. Like oh, she's gonna fucking get in there and do. Yeah. Immediately squashed. Yep, squash dead. Like she had no chance. Um, yeah, it wasn't even a close battle. Like everyone else, they were like, well, I guess not the first person. That lady got destroyed." Yeah. Um, so like whatever, they win, they win all the money. They win all the question mark money. We don't know how much in they a, actually won in a big plastic clear box. And so now they basically establish as we had in the last like 10 minutes of the movie. Days have gone by. Yeah. Like, they say at least two days have gone by. No one has found Kate. Nope. They're like, you know what? Let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So they're driving away. They left several people behind. Yeah. Both Kate and Lane. Kate, Lane. So the two nerds, they leave behind. Yeah. Gross. And they're just like, but but no one's like, oh, we left everybody. We left a couple of people behind. 
But they don't seem overtly like concerned. Right. No. They'll, they said, oh, they'll, they'll catch up to us. Maybe. How? How are they going to do that? In 1984, they're just going to come running up. No, they would have to start new lives there in Las Vegas <laughs> if they are still alive at all. Yeah, no, no, they wouldn't be. Like, that's what happened back in the day. Yeah. You didn't have a way to get home? Was this sentence. was your new home. They'd walk right up to the fucking, uh, to the ghost town from uh, oh, WrestleManiac. WrestleManiac 7? Yep. Oh, my God. Um, so they get uh, they get nearly run off the road again by the same black car. Yes. And out gets Dukers. Dukers and jacking off. Jacking off. And they're in the Nevada Nasties car. Yep. I feel like that was a miss of a reveal. Like the Nevada Nasties were working for jacking off the entire time. Yeah. Because that was his van. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any... I feel like a really big piece of information that was ignored. Yeah. But uh, so they say, hey... Give us the money, and then the Delta Pi people are like, "No," because if you it's also at this point that uh, Muggsy's the one driving the bus. Yeah. So this is the point where she's behind the wheel. I feel like she was driving before that. Well, they they this, here's where we also revealed that uh, Dukers and uh, me uh, I'm, uh, what our 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 inclusion our friend yeah. have J She. Well, here's the thing. They say stop calling her that. <laughs> So we yeah, that's what we're forever gonna call her. She looks nothing like me. <laughs> we both have glasses and black hair. And I don't bangs. have black hair. Yeah, it is. Yes, I have beautiful brown hair. You have black hair. Yeah, you do. No. Yeah, you do. <sighs> Disagree. Am I right? You're right. That's no. Right. Two against one. Boom. Roasted. You just always gang up on me. That's, that's not, not true. true at all. Look, you just did it. You talked in unison when you said it. That's no, that's not, not true. true. <laughs> You guys are not getting any cockies this year. Oh. Anyway, yeah, they kidnapped the bitch. But here's, they were like, "Hey, if you don't like let us go, we're gonna blow up your fucking van." Oh, well, yeah, Jesus so fucking Christ. Well, <laughs> well, for, okay. So when they pull out Jay She, yes, and they he's they pulls out a gun. He's just ready to fucking kill the bitch. Yes. Yeah. And then Hustle Boy's only like retort is, "Well, I'll blow up your fucking van." Because I somehow rigged explosives in here. <laughs> and if I push this button, your van will go kabloom. Yeah, now, at this I, point, I wish he said kabloom. Me too. At the, he might as well have. That's my favorite automatic. At this point, one of the girls is running off the bus with a giant fish tank of cash. Yep. Yes. Look what you just won! And puts it on this random... R- bus. A stump? 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 A it's perfect a stump, yeah. Stump. <laughs> hey, that stump over there. Right at perfect money box height. <laughs> Now, she's like, all right, let's, let's go get the money. And they have in this weird, shitty Mexican standoff. Yep. When out from the distance, what's that What's that noise? What is that? What is that? Is, it, is, it, is that a homemade airplane? Here comes the Red Baron. The Red Baron. It's the airplane that was very destroyed earlier in this yep. movie. Listen, we, 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 we figured out in the first part we of the movie rebuild. that he can fix things. All right, so he's the fixer. He's the fixer-upper. So so he spent the last two days rebuilding this airplane. That's where he was. So here's my question. Uh, Did he know that Kate was kidnapped? Did he know that she was... Yes, he knew the entire time. So why not let his friends know? Or go to the police. No. Or no, I'm gonna build this airplane, this airplane and save her. Yeah, maybe they fucked. Featuring grappling hooks and fucking smoke uh-huh. bombs. Can and I tell you what shit? I? Can I tell you what I wish had happened? What? 
I wish Lane had been in on it with the bad guys. Oh. And then when they kidnapped his new true love. She did, he didn't like it. He's like, no, this wasn't a part of the plan. Yeah. She wasn't a part of it. She was supposed to get hurt. He's like, well, you made the wrong choice, buddy. I'm jacking off and I'm going to get away with this. And then By Lane the had to make a choice and he had to save his gal Friday and he had to rebuild that airplane and redeem himself for betraying his friends. That's what I would have liked to have seen. Well, that That's wasn't too many the movie heel we face saw. turns. You're Vince Russo. That's over one here. heel face turn. Yeah, but then he'd have to turn back. It's, I mean, they could have they could have not forgiven him. So he just stays heel. No, he just he's a loner. He's a he's a rough baby. And then he shoots up a rough baby. Yeah, he's a rough baby. <laughs> he's a real rough. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, uh, anyway, he flies in, throws the bad guys right off their game, yeah, um, chases this one Bubba Smith motherfucker like into the desert. Yeah, seems racist. And kills him? Well, yep, I dead. feel like the guy had a gun. He did. And when he fell back, he shot himself? He didn't hit anything. No, he just fell because the plane. But he the hit plane, his head? Like, the, the, his face hit the close. front of the airplane. Yes, he got hit in the head with an airplane. Possibly like a in, rudder. Like in Naked Man. Like having like his like fucking guts like yeah. cut out from the airplane propeller. Oh, he, he didn't hit the propeller. He but may it, have. he like he at almost, the velocity he was going. Yeah, he I think he may have hit the propeller, which like, was like Jim Crutt, the helicopter zombie from Dawn of the Dead. Eighty-eight miles an hour. All right, good answer. You passed. All right, <laughs> thank you. Eighty-eight gigawatts. Nope. Well, you You're failed. Right. I, I've never seen the movie. Yes, you said you did. Oh yeah, I saw it once. You fucking liar. Now I don't know what's true. Stop. Are you winking or having a stroke? Why are you winking? Is he winking to you now? Stop I winking at me. I, he's, is, is he winking at you? He's doing something to me, but I don't know if I can classify it as a wink. We've talked about this before. Lumberjake has only seen one out of the three Back to the Future movies and does not like it and right. is upset that it's called a comedy. Yeah, it's not funny. But we've already had this conversation. Right, we're not going to get into like this to again. Hear it, go back in the archives and find it. No, it's a <laughs> nice callback no, again. No, it's a funny movie. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I agree with you. That's a great movie. Great movie. That's I don't a, think no one's arguing with you on that. That's as much as an action comedy as Back to the Future, only it's actually funny. That's your opinion, and you're allowed to have it. You can't tell me why it's funny, so it's just it's more of a fact at this point. We're not getting into this again. Lane murders that guy. Yep, dead. Kills him. Kills him, does a swing around. Luckily, he has his grappling hook. <laughs> his good old trusty grappling his hook. Good old trusty grappling hook. Flies he by. shoots that thing down. It just so happens that the box filled with money has like a okay. wire. Just so we, yeah, just a perfectly arched thing for him to latch on. Yeah. Can by you, the way, can we just clarify a like a square box of money? With it is no a lid, is a yeah. It is way. like a prize like like a fish tank. It's yes. a fish tank. Basically, very uh, an obvious shape that you would recognize even in silhouette as a, yes. a plane was flying away. You would never expect it to look like a briefcase later on. Yes. Well, uh, there'd be no way that any of that money would still be in that box. Also correct. Yeah, that's a good Once point. Once he hooked on, and st- that money would just be everywhere. Yes. yes. All over the desert. Now, if that had ended with all the money flying around and Muggsy's girls dancing in the desert with the money flying around, I wish that I had Muggsy's girls. <laughs> 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 um, Where can I find a Muggsy like, like that? that? Cause she's 88 And now she's dead She was 86 Gloria Gloria 
My head really hurts now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, that's fucking dark. She died of an aneurysm. Yeah. A brainerism. Oh. Yep. That's what Mark Henry called it once when he's trying to get up a match. He's like, I got slapped in the face and I think I got a brainerism. <laughs> I hate when that happens. So funny. Um, so that's the end of the movie. That's it, guys. Roll, Roll credits. credits. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's Roll not time. the end of the movie. Muggsy runs over the explosive trigger oh, yeah, and, and blows up. up the goddamn van. And we end with them shaking their fist at the van, the bus. Shake harder, boy. <laughs> Jesus. And that was Muggsy's girl. That was insane. I love Ruth Gordon now. Um, yeah, me too. I'm gonna go back and watch uh, some of her old flicks. Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, uh, Harold and Maude. Yeah, one of the old romantic comedies. Harold and Maude go to White Castle. <laughs> hey guys, I like Guantanamo Bay. Oh yeah. What'd you learn? Not much. <laughs> I learned that uh, re- remaking Animal House not the best idea in the world, but you know, um, remaking Revenge of the Nerds. Came out all right. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Don't overshoot yourself. I learned. I, think I like Revenge of the Nerds more than Animal House. I, I mean, that's not a hot take to me. I love Revenge of the Nerds. Um, I'm more of a, a kid of the '80s, so I love those awful, shitty, cheesy '80s movies. Yeah. Far more than like you know anything from like the '70s and things like that. I have. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Nerds in Love is the best one though. Oh, it's the best one, dog. Oh shit. Um, what did I learn? I learned that <laughs> I learned Here we go. that the people you meet along the way, they may just be your, your sisters, your fraternity sisters, but in the end, they're really your family. You read that off of a fortune cookie. No, I didn't. It's <laughs> really sweet of you, Jason. Yeah, you know. Almost as sweet as that That's why. Cookie. You guys aren't just my my fraternity brothers. Aww. I that's all I don't know. I don't. That's uh, all I gotta say about you guys. Uh, we're not your fraternity brothers. No, you're not even my family. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> just uh, kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I say what I learned? Yeah, please do. Uh, I learned at my age that shame is the last thing I'm worried about losing. <laughs> all right. Oh, I also learned that uh, the Blink One Eighty Two album. Take off your pants and jacket is a double on hum. It also means take off your pants and like jacket, like jacking off the, uh, the the guy from the movie. What? Yeah, I can't believe that. That's something I just learned. Yep. Today too. Uh, um. So this was interesting. It wasn't what I expected, but I'm glad that we watched it. Um. It's definitely you know. Yeah. I think it's a good um, change of pace from when we watched Atomic Blue. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, definitely, different, you know, uh, different pace altogether. Yeah, and as we build toward Glow. beyond the mat, I uh, think it's good to get a little variety in there. So, what are we? What are we? What are we? So I, well, I have next a, we have guilty as charged two thousand and one. Right. So full disclosure, we had already recorded our our next best in show mm-hmm. a few days ago. Unfortunately, it was probably one of the worst recording experiences of our lives. We recorded in a hotel at about 1 o'clock in the morning. We had security called on us. Immediately. Mm. Um, we then tried to whisper, drunkenly whisper our way through the podcast. And also yell. Also yell. 
also turned out that we did not uh, have the USB plug. Mike Pava personally did not plug no, it. No, no, no. Blame I mean, on anybody. I, I mean, uh, yes, but I'm. But I'm not. I'm not going to put that blame. You, you blamed him earlier. Off. Off. <laughs> off. I was like, trying to show unity now. No. But we're like falling apart, people. We're. It's okay. We're going to re-record. Guilty as charged, the final ECW pay-per-view. That's our next best yeah. in show. Featuring Buddy Christ. Good old Rob Greer, uh, official to NCW and yes. other wrestling promotions. Unofficial to a lot of other right. promotions. Right. <laughs> Cameraman to some places. Uh, you know, but that's going to be our next Guilty as charged. And I was thinking that for 29, before we get to be on the mat. Did you have, did we going to have options? Well, so or I do you want to have, do you have something? Else? This was something a movie that I recently found. I sent you guys the trailer uh, a month or so ago. Fighting with my family. No, actually, if I you didn't hear, back, that's not coming out until 2019. Yes. So we're gonna have to get a new. God damn it. Yeah. No. Um. Like I mean, page here, but <laughs> like I don't know if you saw that awesome quote unquote trailer. I got a feeling this movie's gonna be in trouble. Well, were we supposed to have that in September? That was supposed to be September. So okay, we'll so we'll do a uh, we'll do a Nickelodeon episode. In yeah, we'll September. do another TV. Yeah, we'll go back to the world of TV. Yeah. Um, but I sent you guys. So there was a movie that I found um, while kind of just looking through the internet for different things, and it's called uh, Walk Like a Panther, and it's kind of I guess the best way to describe it is the Full Monty wrestling. So it's like the wrestling version of the movie, The Full Monty. Interesting. I thought, we, I thought we just watched the wrestling version of The Full Monty. Well, old Muggsy was the only one that was about Full that. Full Muggsy. <laughs> yeah. um, it is a story about old-timer wrestlers that had retired from the y- ring years ago. They all own this bar in England, the Sleepy Hollow Town in England. And then their bar is going to be taken away Sleepy from Sleepy Hollow? Ichabod Crane? Yes. And the old gang has to get back together to save their bar by putting on another wrestling show. And so it's kind of a, it's definitely the trailer. I'm going to throw it up on com, but it's definitely, a, it's like the full Monty. It's the best way I can describe it. We can say, uh, listen, all right, listen. What'd you call me? Yeah, if you want to be my lover. Can I get with my friend? Bam. If you wanna be my lover, well, I'm JC. Gotta get with my friend. I'm Jake. Thank you, Friendship never ends. This has been Three Way Theater. If you wanna be my lover, Bye.